the 2021 edition of the 100 went pretty badly for the London Spirit and they ended up at the bottom of the table. However, it's a new squad and a new year. So maybe our squad preview will identify a way that the London Spirit can come back this year and look a little bit better. Welcome to the 100 Club. My name is Tom and I'm joined again by Rich. If you're new here, welcome. It's great to see you. And what we're going to do today is a quick preview of the London Spirit Squad for the men in 2022. And, you know, if you've not been here before, well, if you like what we do, then hit the like button. That'd be much appreciated. And maybe if you want to see some more of this stuff, then hit subscribe. That'd be great. Rich, as a self-proclaimed London Spirit fan, what do you think of their chances in the upcoming tournament? Well, as you said in the intro, it can't really get much worse. Uh, they were well off the pace last year. Uh, they made a few changes and hopefully they'll be a bit more competitive this season. Yeah, and I think first up, clearly one of the changes that is tragic and really we can't ignore, but um, that you know has affected us all quite, quite deeply, those of us who love cricket, is the change of coach that we've seen with Shane Warne, last year's coach, unfortunately, as passing away over the... Over the over the over the year. So, um, who's come in to coach the London Spirit this year, and what do you think? Uh, it's Trevor Bayliss, uh, a very experienced coach, uh, both in Australia and also in England, both domestic, international cricket. Um, obviously, new to the format, but uh, no, a, a, a keen thinker of the game. Knows Owen Morgan very well, so it'd be interesting to see uh, how those two work together this this uh, this season. Yeah, maybe not, not someone who we've seen around the franchise circuit quite as much recently, but we'll see how he gets on. Uh, and I'm excited to see what he brings. And let's, without further ado, have a look at the squad he's got to work yeah. with. So, what do you think? First impressions. So, you're in the possession of a shiny ticket to Lords or wherever in the country they might be playing. And you, uh, you turn up and you want to see who's going to be on the team sheet for the Spirit today. And this is our attempt at uh, who we think is their strongest, strongest 11 is. Well, um, well, hang on a minute. This is your attempt on the screen. This is my I'll attempt say, at it. But I okay, will okay. happily pick it apart in a minute. <laughs> All right. Shoot shoot where you want to. Uh, they obviously had Josh Inglis opening the batting last year, and he's not yeah. returned this year. So the question is, who fills that opening slot? Uh, the obvious candidates are either Ben McDermott, the uh, the wicketkeeper batter who, from Australia, or I've gone for Daniel Beldrummond because I think opening in T- T20 or, or short format cricket is a very specialist position. Don't forget, in the 100, the first 25 balls, there's a limited number of fielders outside the circle. You've got to take advantage of that, which means you know, you've got to have players who are willing to take risks, hit over the top, etc. And uh, whilst he's not sort of had the best season this time round, Danny Beldrum has done that role incredibly well for Kemp for you know, the best part of a decade. So I think he slots in at the top of the order because that then frees up an overseas slot, which allows Riley Meredith to come in and bolster the bowling, which I think really was one of the big issues for Spirit last year, that along with the batting. Fielding was okay. Yeah, well, I've gone the other way, to be honest, in my in my calculations. I thought that they would actually want Ben McDermott in, mostly because of the form for me. And in the last this year, we've seen Ben McDermott um, playing, uh, you know, to a very high standard. I think 494 runs in the competition. So that placed him in the top 10 overall. Uh, opening up with Adam Rossington again, who had a good 2021. Makes sense to me. As you say, though, the payoff for that is Riley Meredith would drop out uh, and you'd have to find another bowling option. We'll come back to those in a minute, perhaps. But actually, then, the middle order looks like it's much improved on last year, right? Yeah, well, I think any team improves when you add Glenn Maxwell to it. Uh, Glenn Maxwell, he's an all-rounder. I mean, he's a very good 
slow left arm bowler as well, but one of the most destructive batters in in, in world cricket. Um, obviously, was drafted last year, didn't make it because of COVID, but uh, you know, the spirit kept him on in that same slot. I think he even dropped down a salary band to, you know, to, to stay with the team. Um, so it's going to be fantastic to see him. Um, then you've got sort of the English duo, I think, the or the Anglo-Irish duo, Dan Lawrence and Owen Morgan. And then obviously the big ticket item, Kieran Pollard uh, coming in. I've got him down as number six here, but I want to pose this with you, Tom. Do you think Kieran Pollard's position will be a number in the batting order or do you think it'll be a number of balls in the match at which point they, they unleash him? Uh, well, I think I, I think you're right. I think in that they will be more tactical with the use of Pollard. Um, I had him at six as well as a sort of a natural sort of, you know, submitting a team sheet option. But if uh, if there's only sort of 30 balls left, that's your time for Kieran, Kieran Pollard. Get him in at that point. And uh, ultimately, those four names for me pick themselves, as, as you've done there pretty much. I might have Lawrence and Morgan the other way around. Uh, Morgan, clearly an interesting case because we've seen him come out of the England setup now. Um, and we'll, this is maybe the time to shine. Maybe he's freed of all those responsibilities. Uh, but maybe the poor form that we've seen over the last couple of years continues. Oh, well, he's certainly been talking a good game on Sky Sports over the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, yeah. the tactical acumen's still there, I hope. Yeah. And then a couple of decent spin options in Dawson and Crane. And uh, I think, you know, they've paid a lot of money for Liam Dawson. Is that money well spent for you? Yeah, I, it was a slightly curious decision because... One of the issues with the hundred is that it, I mean it's it's twenty twenty less twenty balls right so Liam Dawson as a number seven is probably not going to see that much action at the crease I think over the course of last tournament the average number of balls the number seven faced is is sort of you know five or less so you know how much he's going to be useful for his batting it depends on you know how much the the batters above him don't perform really. But then he does have the other strength to his bow. He's a very useful slow left arm bowler. You know, he'll be turning the ball from right to left, you know, firing in. Mason Crane, obviously, spinning it the same way, but right arm leg breaks. So, yeah, a bit, a bit of variation there. And the wood they have playing, unfortunately, it's not Mark Wood. Again, we, you know, a bit like the Southern Brave with Joffre Archer missing, these top English bowlers who really capture the imagination of the public are just not going to be involved due to injury. It's really disappointing. Yeah, but there is an interesting name on the uh, on the bench, as it were. There that I think we could see something that of in in the twenty twenty two season in Toby Rowland Jones, who's making a good comeback from injury. Uh, clearly, was on the in England setup uh, a couple of years ago before coming down with the injury bug that you mentioned there. But I think he could absolutely play a part for this squad this year. Um, the the change that I have in the bowling, clearly I haven't got Riley Meredith in there. Uh, I would see a, a bit of Jordan Thompson, perhaps. And he's proved his worth as a death bowler, particularly in the blast this year. Any thoughts on either Roland Jones or or, or, uh, or Thompson? Yeah, I think it's... Uh, Bayless is going to have a few selection dilemmas. Uh, I think the way you you post it there is is is, is absolutely correct, Uh Thompson was impressive, particularly in that uh, quarter-final win over over Surrey for Yorkshire, where he bowled that death yeah. over, and, you know, claimed victory from the jaws of defeat. And Roland Jones as well. He, he, he maybe struggled with injury a little bit recently, but was certainly on an upward trajectory. So at least they have options this time this time round, which perhaps they didn't. Their real issue last time was the middle order just didn't fire, and I think they've gone some degrees by bringing in Maxwell and Pollard to address that. 
Yeah, and uh, we'll just see, have to see how they go. I don't think the bench looks as deep, though, as the Southern Brave, uh, who we've already had a look at, and we'll see how they get on overall. For me, this is a, definitely a better squad than they presented in 2021, but the million-dollar question, Rich, is can it be a challenging squad? Can it get to the semi-finals? Uh, I think the, 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 the 100 squads are pretty well balanced, so I think if anyone has a, you know, a good tournament, any, anyone of the eight teams can get to the semi-finals. I look at the, uh, the spirit lineup, and whilst I see they've bolstered the batting, I still wonder if the bowling is quite good enough to hold some of the better teams down to you know, totals that they can then chase. But we'll, we shall see. Any team on their day. Well, we I think we know that's the nature of T20, as you say, but the spirit at least should be competitive uh, in 2022. And we look forward to seeing them. Uh, and Rich, we'll catch them all, along with some more squad previews. So if you like this stuff, as I say, hit subscribe down below and we'll get through the rest of them as soon as we can. Cheers.